Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore, as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein Science! Science! Yes. I know the human being and science can coexist peacefully. This was their finest. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish. I'm Nathan. And I'm Sean. This is the start of a three-parter on coffee, guys. We're yeah, talking coffee. We're going to do it. We're going to have two parts, and then we're going to take a multi-month hiatus. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, I didn't know you were going to mention the hiatus up top here, but yes. So that everyone knows, it is coming, okay? And the, the main thing is that Nathan, Stacy, and the little baby, they're going to go on vacation. Yeah, yeah, We're going to Korea. And we did not have the opportunity to make two months of back catalog this time. Yeah, we just couldn't do it. So, yeah, so too much baby stuff. They're going to go. They're going to have an awesome vacation. Yeah. The, the only reason I bring that up at the top is because we're going to talk a lot about coffee twice. And then, like, around Christmas, we're going to talk about coffee again. Yes, yes. So there is going to be a break. It, it is going to be in the neighborhood of a couple of months. But then when we come back, we will finish our series on coffee. But in this episode, we're going to start our series on coffee by beginning with, like, hey, what is it? Yeah. And what's the history and what even like fucking plants are we talking about? All that kinds of shit. Right. Right. And then second episode, we're going to kind of go into the nitty gritty on the production side of coffee, but like earlier. Right. Because I think a lot of people know stuff about when a barista is making it. Right. right. We Carmel all know Frappuccino. French press oh. versus Starbucks. Yeah. Starbucks right? Versus coffee in a can. It can be very delicious. Japanese coffees. Yeah. But instead but, of focusing on that, we're going to go earlier because yeah. I think that's the part people don't know as much about. And there's still plenty of We're going to the science. plantation. Right. Yes. We're going, we're going to the laborers. Be careful. This is an <laughs> earthy episode. Yeah. Okay. Uh, proletariat episode. Yeah. And then in the third episode, we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about the brewing process. We're yeah, going to talk about the roasting process. Yeah, we're going to get again. Yeah, we're going to get back. Again in December. To our roots. Yeah, and that's later. Okay, so, but this episode is now, so let's get into it. All right, so uh, so yeah, so coffee is like uh, it's like a bean, right? We get coffee from beans. Mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. the beans we actually buy are like roasted, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so presumably at one point they were unroasted. That is true. If they're a bean, they were even from a plant. That is also true. And if they're from a plant, that means they were planted. Whoa! By people. Y- yeah, actually, yes. So we're all part of just one earth. Wow, man, you did great on that. So coffee comes from plants. Yeah, yeah. Coffee beans are the seeds of a number of species of plant, all belonging to the genus Coffea. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. And the seeds well, what's are, up? are from got... a cherry. Yeah, yeah. They reside yeah, inside cool. of coffee cherries, which also have caffeine in their flesh. So you could just get a buzz eating coffee cherries. Is that like a hipster to. thing now? Like, do people buy that from Whole Foods or something? I think you can get them. Uh, what do they taste like? Uh, I think it depends on the species. Some of them are actually rather sweet, but other ones are not so sweet. And mainly you're just going to get kind of a, you're just going to get sort of a a buzz from the caffeine. Okay. So we have a couple different varieties Mm -hmm. uh, or species within this genus or whatever. Yeah. And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode. 
like the different kinds and what that means. But the main thing is, for a number of historical reasons, the fruit of the coffee tree, the, those cherries, are not really the most popular way that people will we use get rid of that plant. And then we roast the bean. We roast the bean. And some of that may be historical reasons relating to like fasting for observant Muslims, that like a drink was better than like right, a, a right. You thing can't you eat, eat like during Ramadan, but right. you could drink exactly. coffee. Yes. And it took the world by storm. Okay. Mm. Today, coffee beans are like a $30 billion export industry. Okay. And that's the beans, like the green beans before they're roasted, not counting what happens downstream Which of that. It makes it the most lucrative drug, right? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't know. Really? Does like crack make more than thirty billion a year? Booze probably makes a lot of money. Booze, boo, booze probably makes a lot of money, booze. right? But what I will say is that I've read some sources, uh, you know, a news article or something. They'll just toss around like coffee beans, the second most exported commodity after oil. Right. But like, I looked into it a little bit more, and that seems like bullshit. Like I, I don't know what where they're second? pulling that from. Uh, is oil really even first? Yeah. Like first is probably humans, right? Oh, <laughs> by what though? By what metric? Right? By mass? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, because uh, oil, I think, in terms of price or something like that, oil is the most exported. Like it it, is. you get a lot of money from it, and right. there's a lot of it exported around. Right. right? Coffee ranks like ninety eighth. Oh wow! So it's like still top one hundred. I just don't know by what metric they're using to get to second. Right. It's not even the most exported agricultural commodity. Like, wheat and corn are exported a lot more. Right. So I, I don't know what they're doing. That's the thing about exports. It's always actually, like, really boring. Yeah. It's like power and food. Yeah. And then all the way and down there is coffee. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Way down. So, the history of coffee. Right. Okay. Coffee, like many things, existed before people did. But not by much. Not as long as you'd think. Because there's, there's plenty of shit that's existed, like... Like, Many millions of years longer than humans. Ginkgo trees. Yeah. yeah. Coffee beans, however, maybe they had a symbiotic relationship with Lucy, with Australopithecus. Oh, shit. Yeah. Right? Maybe and, early and hominids her, yeah. were chewing on those beans. Yeah, and then pooping them out. Yeah. Like civets. Yeah. Which we'll get to in the next episode. It's racist. <laughs> what? <laughs> How is that racist? <laughs> I can talk about Lucy's butthole and not be racist. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm pretty sure that, like, people figured out very early on that coffee gets you buzzed. Right. Like, realistically, human beings have been very good at moving into an area, figuring out what kinds of stuff you can and can't eat. Yeah. And, like, what kinds of things are fun to munch on. And I'm pretty sure that people moved into the Ethiopian region, found coffee there... Probably munched on the cherries and enjoyed them. You know right, what I mean? Like, that's right. probably the true start of human consumption of coffee. But that's all shrouded in prehistory, right? right? So there's only... We don't really know how it started. We only have some legends about it, right? Right. Well, so let's not even worry about those. The real story is that, like, some goats are eating the beans, right? <laughs> so, yes. This so. is, like, the documented, recorded fact, right? Like, no, like this video. Is, this, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. It was actually, it was actually from 20, 2010. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so, the Vice documentary. Yeah. We, we, we had not known about coffee before. In a circuitous path, it was actually a documentary now parody oh. that, while on location, accidentally recorded recorded the real discovery that makes of a lot of sense to me that makes yeah. a lot of sense so so one of these legends involves a goat herder right, right. okay and uh he was doing his thing and like fucking wa- watching watching well yes yeah yes, probably he's fucking a goat and he saw some other goats eating some cherries yeah these goats were like weirdly while he ate some cherries <laughs> 
Don't do it. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> that is awful. He likes mud. I, I, I hate it. He doesn't like lamb. He's, okay. not, he's not weird that way. <laughs> what is that? He likes the age on mud. Gross. <laughs> disgusting. Okay, so look. <laughs> um, it's just like, sure, he fucks animals. Don't call him a pedo. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's true. That's true. In the scheme of things, that's true. <laughs> so, look. Okay, There's wow. a bunch of goat herders. Or there, there was a goat herder. And it's like, his <laughs> goats are doing his thing. <laughs> goats are running around. But he noticed some of the goats were, like, weirdly amped up. Yeah. Like, they're, like, dancing around and shit. And yeah, he's like, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, usually goats? they're sad when he's around. Yeah, usually. They, <laughs> yeah. They're a little traumatized. Yeah. But these goats were, like, dancing around. They're, like, in the groove. And so he wanted to, like, watch to see what these goats were doing to make them so amped up. Yeah. And he found them munching on some kind of plant, right? This tree and the cherries on that tree. So he was like, well, if my goats are doing it, I gotta do it. Yeah. Right? So he starts eating these cherries. <laughs> oh, boy. And he gets pumped up. And he's like, fuck yeah, I love these cherries. Right? You know, so there's this guy just like eating some magic cherries and he felt really good about it. Presumably is, he told someone. This is in the Horn of Africa, by the way, right? Like this is like right. an East This, this would story. presumably be in right. Ethiopia. Right. Okay. Um, so he's telling some people and everyone's like, that's bullshit. Yeah. Or, I mean, or or they loved it somehow. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. the, it's just, it's not clear what happens after that point, but like. It's a legend. Yeah. It's a legend and yeah. it's probably bullshit, right? There's also some stories about how the drink was invented, right? Because that's right. just munching on cherries. One of the stories is that, like, this same goat herder took some of the cherries to his local monastery or, like, a monk or something. And was like, look at these magic cherries. They're so wonderful. And the monk was like, fuck your cherries. And, like, wow. threw them in a fire. Yeah. Because he was like, these are demon cherries or some shit. Okay. And then the... Well, sure enough, <laughs> from the fire. Yeah. Like, the coffee starts roasting, right? And yeah. the smell draws out the other monks from the monastery. They're like, what is that shit? Because oh. monks love food, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. they usually monks eat gruel. And so they're like... In a weird way. Some of them are. The Trappists. Yeah, I mean... They're making that delicious monks beer. Monks famously make a lot of good beer, wine, champagne yeah. was invented by a monk. And sometimes they do a lot of like honey cultivating also. Yeah, like in general, it is funny just like how decadent the lifestyle of monks yeah. are. Yeah. Well, you get a bunch of dudes kind of just like alone. Just alone. Out there, you know what yeah. I mean? There's only so much ass you can find. <laughs> no, they start doing things, right? right. Um, so in any case, that monk fucked up, I guess, because the other monks were like, that smells delicious. Right. So let's let's figure this out, right? Whoops. And then I guess they made a drink out of it because monks make drinks out of everything. Okay. Now, realistically... Probably none of this happened. But, like, the, these are the legends. There's a lot of monasteries the, over there. Uh, yeah, especially Islamic ones, which is kind of one of the big things. Right. Is that, like, there was a lot of Christian ones, you're too. You're right, though. you're right. Ethiopia was actually already Christian at the time right. when Islam was kind of, you know, uh, when Muhammad basically sent some There's a lot of dudes hanging there. out in that area writ large. There's a Jewish population there. Beta Israel. Yeah. The point is, thanks to monotheism... We have coffee. Yeah, so d despite a lot of the information on the legendary kind of like first elements of that, yeah. right? At some point, it was enjoyed in Ethiopia where coffea arabica originates. That's where right. that plant originates. And it definitely found its way over to the Arabian Peninsula, especially to cities like Mocha. Muslims have had a presence in Ethiopia since back when it was We're the starting Kingdom to edge into real history now, right? Like Th this we, is, this is really full-blown real history. Yeah. yeah. So we know for sure that when part of the region of Ethiopia was the Kingdom of Aksum, yeah. Muhammad had recommended some dudes try to escape Mecca and flee to Aksum right. for safety. And when they fled to Ethiopia, they were welcomed into that community got and coffee. got coffee. Basically. Like, 
So there was already plenty of trade already, you know, happening before Muslims existed between Ethiopia and the Arabian Peninsula, right? right. Like, it's right across the Red Sea. Right, but you could imagine coffee spreading along with the spread of Islam. Right, and hundreds of years later, by the late 1400s, there were solid literature reports of the importation of coffee beans from Ethiopia to Yemen, mm. probably via Somali merchants. And then this coffee was getting brewed from those beans at that point. So, like, there was already recipes for how to roast coffee, how to right. make coffee from it by the 1400s right. in and the Islamic world. The Islamic world being from Spain to the Delhi Sultanate. That means it's spreading around the world in general. Yeah. The Turks are very famous for coffee. Yeah, yeah. And those same Turks, the Ottomans, as they were curb-stomping Hungarians in the 1520s... Brought that into Eastern Brought that Europe. into Eastern Europe. Right. right. Along with, name three other things brought by Muslim merchants into Europe that are tasty. Harems. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably good spices i don't know Paprika? sugar sugar sugar's a big one that's a good one yeah and uh pasta oh well good yeah yeah, yeah. thank goodness you got some Those noodles italians have literally nothing they have literally nothing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> romans famously stuffed sparrow right so yeah. like anchovies so yeah. like they it's needed just, this yeah yeah those Italians had absolutely nothing until the Arabs <laughs> gave them noodles, and then the Colombian exchange gave them tomatoes to make pasta sauce. Yeah, yeah. It was like, that dish is like literally invented from shit from not Italy. Yeah, right? it's pretty funny. It's amazing. Um, <laughs> anyway. And eventually, coffee made its way over to the Americas during the Colombian exchange. There was a pretty brutal legacy with slavery involved due to the value of the commodity. We don't want to be a woke podcast, so we're not going to talk about that stuff. No, just kidding. Yeah, so I mean, like in the Caribbean. Did you hear how like some Virginian mansion like redid its history stuff so it doesn't mention any slavery? Oh. Uh, I can't remember because I remember like Governor Youngkin, their Republican dude, went there. (laughs) And I, I can't remember if it was like a state owned plantation that's why it was a big story or if it's just like npr cares about that sort of thing sure uh but it was like you right because because like you you know you could imagine you're going to a plantation and yeah i mean who's not thinking about it right <laughs> like yeah. you're yeah. seeing all these like i don't know like worker huts it's like dude, yeah and there's like literally fields. slave ghosts like standing in the corner, right, right. like mad at you, right? right. Like, I mean, like it's, it's like literally right there. Yeah, that that guy's not on the tour. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's like that see-through dude. Yeah, and so just just so that everyone knows, yeah. the coffee industry, right. like in the uh, Caribbean and in South America, and stuff like, like a that. lot of mass-grown plantation commodities is yeah deeply tied with slavery. Yeah, and there there was some yeah. pretty brutal. Uh, slavery being done in that particular kind of plantation environment right. that led to several rebellions and revolutions that kind of shaped yeah. uh, a lot of the history of the countries in that region. What what the Spanish Portuguese tended to try to do is they would use the indigenous folks first. And then after two generations, those dudes were dead. Yep. And then they'd bring in people from Africa. Yep. Yeah. That's rough. You know, what's really interesting is that in plantation economies in the 1800s, after Burnout outlawed slavery, they would bring in indentured servants from China and India. And it's one of the reasons why Trinidad and Tobago and a lot of British Caribbean islands, or even Suriname, the Dutch one, mm-hmm. are have really syncretic cultures. Yeah, um, yeah. They've got some, you know, different things from different parts of Africa, a lot of Chinese, mm-hmm. a lot of Indian. Um, apparently, Trinidad and Tobago food is really interesting because it's got like a lot of crazy shit in there. Yeah. And now that they got all melted together and it's like this really fun thing. Yeah. Now rich white people want it. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> want to be able to take it and like eat it. 
Yeah. Well, you know, I always try to, I always remind people, also some rich Asian people. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good for them. Yeah. That's dude. what I got to say. Crazy rich Asians. <laughs> good for also them. Also exploiting. Yeah. That's yeah. Be- okay. So let's take a break. Yeah. And when we come back, let's start to dive into the biology here. What species are we actually talking yeah. about? The following is an actual advertisement. Hey guys, Stacy Sung here. My mother-in-law, Natalie Song Allen, has just written a book called Jack and Tito. It's a children's book and it's available on Amazon. Centered around two friends, Jack the Snail and Tito the Seagull, this is a joyous and ultimately poignant story that will resonate with any child or adult who has experienced love and loss. It's a wonderful book with wonderful illustrations by artist K.P. Singh, and I hope you check it out. Jack and Tito, a story of friendship, sacrifice, and a life well lived. Available now on Amazon. So we're back. So we're, back. we're back from our non-controversial discussion <laughs> yeah, that we yeah. may or may not have cut. <laughs> Nothing happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we've already mentioned that there's this genus called coffee. Yeah. And all the species of coffee are in that genus. Okay. So we're talking relatively closely related species of plant. There are two main species of coffee that we use to get coffee beans, though there are dozens of other species, some of which also produce caffeine in their beans. Okay. The two main ones we used, uh, used right now are Arabica and Canephora. Although there are some commercial use of Liberica and Eugenoides. Okay, so I I feel like I hear about uh, Arabica, sure, yeah, like all the time. Uh, I've never even heard of Canephora, Liberica, or fucking Eugenicide, yes. right? Like I haven't heard of any of these other ones. Yes. What's the deal with that? Yeah, am I just like super not paying attention? I feel like Arabica, Arab- yeah. <laughs> Arabica is like really famous though. Yes, yeah. So of all of those things that I just named, Arabica and Liberica are considered to be more aromatic and flavorful than Canephora. Okay, Canephora has many varietals of it. Yeah, one of which is called Robusta. Okay. So Robusta. And I feel like I have heard of Robusta. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, robust. Yes. Is and that on purpose? <laughs> yes. Okay. Because. It, yeah. Is is eugenicide one of those things that like kind of like Iceland where like it's actually really good and whoever named it named it eugenicide so people just like not choose it? <laughs> it's eugenoides. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh man, if I call this eugenicide, like people are just going to like not even ask what it's about. It's like so weird. Just like people not going to Iceland because of the Vikings. Well, so one of the... I think that's a yes. <laughs> Not okay, exactly. Okay. No, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Okay. So um, Robusta is very hardy, and it's easier to grow at a range of altitudes. Okay. And it has a higher caffeine content than Arabica beans. Right, okay? but it's not as, like... Flavorful. Tasty. It doesn't okay. taste as good, right? Uh, is that like universally the case, or can you like grow it in some hill in Jamaica and it's like great? Well, it is a sliding scale of quality, so right. you can get robusta to a point where it tastes pretty good, right? And in fact, so sometimes you'll buy roasted beans and they'll say like 100% arabica yeah. and everything like that, right? But sometimes some people, it don't. some yeah. people say that actually it tastes better when you have a blend of the two. All right, all right. Um, that like 100% arabica is like. You know, it, it can taste really good, right. but you miss out on some other flavors. So does Robusta thing. tend to be cheaper? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's, you know, and it's so interesting because uh, Arabica's, I guess I guess the reason I've always heard about Arabica is beyond its popularity is because it's, if it is mostly Arabica, you, you want to advertise that for people who know. Right. I guess. Yeah, yeah. it's more expensive 
Um, so does no one grow Canifora at all? Like, what's the deal with that, then? Well, Canifora is the broad category that Robusta is part oh, of. Oh, right, of course. Right, right so there are right, other right. varietals so within there. Okay. But the other ones that, you know, maybe yeah. you're alluding to, Liberica. Liberica and Eugenoides, right? So, yeah. Liberica is more flavorful than Robusta. We don't hear about it as much because that species is kind of prone to catch diseases and right. shit, especially when it's grown in more of like a plantation environment instead of in a more natural kind of environment. Right, right. So it's harder to cultivate and keep alive in mass numbers. Mm. And Eugenoides has a pretty low caffeine content. Right. So sometimes you'll see it sold in like a specialty like wild coffee and like it's like right. low caffeine naturally. Right. Uh, and like the flavor's a little bit different. But the main point is a lot of people drink coffee because they want to get buzzed and like eugenoides can't really do that for you. Okay, okay. The first species of coffee that we recognize, like the quintessential stuff, is Arabica. Right. But Arabica as a species probably only came into existence between half a million and a million years ago. That's like that, man. Well... Modern humans evolved around 300,000 years ago, so like right. a third of a million years ago. Right. And so realistically, Kafia Arabica wasn't around for that much longer than we have been. This is like Homo habilis or yeah. erectus time? Sure. Right. Yeah, those dudes could have been chilling, sipping on some Arabica. This is obviously not actually important at all. Uh -huh. But like Australopithecus was like, what, like four million years ago? That sounds right to me. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. so this is way younger than oh, that yeah. whole strain oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. human yeah. There were There were homonyms clearly around before yeah. Arabica came into existence. Very cool. Okay, but anyway. And Arabica actually came into existence through hybridization, through the breeding of two different species of coffea, Okay. specifically Eugenoides and Canifora. Okay. So basically, some Robusta banged some Eugenoides. That's cool. And... Arabica has this kind of in-between amount both of caffeine. Know Robusta was top and Eugene was bottom on that one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Eugenicide was on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree with you. And so Arabica came Do into plants existence. have tops and bottoms. <laughs> like I know they're slower than us, right? Because they're plants, when... but you could grow vines. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and so sometimes some are taller and they'll throw shade on the, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the smaller ones and yeah. stuff like that. Be kind of jarring to see like two sunflower plants just like fuck it out. Right. Would, you're right. Like slowly bending, <laughs> I mean, but right. then you do time capture it, right? Yeah. So you speed and you it up just, like, and just watch like, it That would be surprising. <laughs> yes. This is like I agree with you. Fat sunflower. <laughs> I mean, honestly, now that you've said it out loud, I'm pretty sure it's a category on Pornhub. You know what I mean? Yeah, just like sped up sunflower videos. And plays that Post Malone song. <laughs> Um, so it's interesting that Robusta and Eugenoides were able to bang each other and that this tryst resulted in viable offspring. Right. Um, because normally things that are different species that have been kind of separated in a species for a while. Right. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Like most hybridizations result in, even if they result in offspring that's alive, that offspring might not be fertile anymore. Like right. it, it can't have further children. But plants are like surprisingly permissive about breeding between species. Yeah. And often, they're, like, kind of chill about having fucked up genomes with too many extra chromosomes, something called allopolyploidy. And Arabica is the only coffea species we know of that features allopolyploidy. Mm. But it's not the only important agricultural plant, like uh, corn, for example. Okay. And wheat are allopolyploid, and they just have, like, way too many chromosomes. But it's unique within coffea, and this unique hybrid has been making very delicious beans ever since then. There you go. Okay. And more recently, something that's interesting is that Arabica and Robusta had a hybrid between themselves. Okay. And this hybrid 
has been kind of important in helping save global coffee production because there's some like uh, kind of rust leaf shit going on right. and this hybrid is resistant to that are we talking about that next episode or in episode three i think episode three okay I cool. think we'll get to it until then but all it's right fun. okay well guys actually that's it yep right yep uh, I was short. Yeah, we slammed through that. Okay, cool. So, guys, that's uh, our coffee categories, right? In the next one, we're going to start to get into, like, the chemical process by which we... The first most important step... Well, I guess the first step is, I don't know, like, conquering Jamaica. But now that you've conquered Jamaica and instituted widespread slavery, mm-hmm. um, yeah. how are you going to roast your coffee, right? Yeah, how are you guys going to do that, yeah. listeners? Yeah. Yes, yes. How could you do that, listeners? <laughs> yes, you're so mean. Be how nice. could you? Be nice to Jamaica. Okay, so... Jamaica. But, okay, so in the next episode, we're going to go into that. Like, what are the different ways you can process coffee? This will have uh, sometimes dramatically different yield. Right, right. And that's going to be the picking of coffee and the processing of coffee yeah. before roasting. Because roasting is a whole other game that's too long to talk about in the next episode, so that's going to be episode three. Right. We'll get into roasting, and we'll get into brewing. Right. Very All cool. Right. All right. Well, y'all, let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord and engineer. Thank you, Brian and Griff, for art. Yep. We got an email address. I actually got an email from a listener the other day. Oh, very cool. And they said hi. Okay. Was it, uh, was it a happy email? Yeah. Yeah. What they were talking about is, do you remember when we were talking about the really fucking big bacteria? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So uh, called uh, Th- Thiomargarita. Yeah. Right? Um, he said, like, oh, you know, you and I spent some time kind of laughing about the margarita part of it. And, like, okay. imagining, like, you know, whatever, a bacteria sipping a drink and hanging out on a beach. I, I, it's, it's, conversations like this make me embarrassed that we record <laughs> what we talk about. <laughs> well, the, the point was the person wanted to look up, like, why is it called margarita? Right. And they're like, right. oh, it has to do with, like, a flower or some kind of shit. And, like, so, it, you know. There is, like, some kind of reason. Right, okay. Well, that's But it's not cool. important. So, like, well, thank you for the email, <laughs> Yeah, though. thanks for the email. Very that was cool. Fun. Okay, but the email address is petridishpod at gmail.com. If you just want to say anything at us, that's where you'd go. Yeah. Uh, we have a Twitter handle, at dishpodcast, and we have a Patreon, oh. patreon.com slash petridish. Tyler always just contacts me directly. Yeah. And he's like, do desalination. <laughs> wow, he really wants desalination. He really huh? wants desalination. I need to remember to put f- that into the... To bump that up the list. I feel like I was reading some hipster interview. Oh, no. Um, it was uh, Neil Stevenson. Oh, yeah. And Neil Stevenson was talking so much about desalination. He was on Politico for some reason. But they, they interviewed Neil Stevenson. He was like, desalination is something that's going to be really interesting. Desalination technology is really underutilized. You really got to go full-blown into that. Yeah, it's probably underutilized, but it is happening already. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's already desalinization plants. Yeah. It's just energy expensive. Yeah, but we need to, we need to like. Yeah, we need to fuck that salt. We need to put some fusion on it. I understand what you're saying. (laughs) Oh, yeah, slap a fusion on it. It's fusion on it. I love that. All right, guys. So, look, we're going to see you next time. Right. On Coffee Part 2. Okay? So, Ikbenine Science. Woo!